Welcome to Reality of Faith and Wisdom, podcast number 30. It's crazy how time is flying so quickly. It seems like just yesterday we started this and now it's number 30. Uh, today's podcast, I, I named the title of this podcast, it, uh, is It Was God. And I want to tell you a story of Joseph. For those people that don't know who Joseph is, he is the Bible character in the Old Testament. Joseph was uh, actually a type and shadow of Jesus. So his story translates to the stories of the story of Jesus and actually forecast and, and almost prophetically prophesies about G uh, Jesus coming to earth and as a Messiah. Now, Joseph was a son of Jacob. Jacob um, is actually the one who God renamed him into Israel. The reason why we call Israel, Israel, because of Jacob. God gave him a new name. And Joseph was 11th among his brothers. So he was, he was a baby. He was, there was a 12th brother, Benjamin, later on, but he was a baby at that time. Now, uh, brothers of jo Joseph was shepherds. So they were, uh, they were always in the fields. And, and as uh, Joseph was was about 16, 17, when he saw his dreams. And, and, and his dreams were, were that, uh, actually, let, let me read this. When Joseph actually came to his brothers and his father and, and tell them his dreams. It's recorded in Genesis 37. It says this, we were out in the fields tying up bundle of grain. He talks about his dream. Suddenly my bundle, Joseph's bundle, stood up. And your bundle all gathered around bow and bowed low before mine. That's his brothers and, and his father. His brothers responded, So you think you will be our king, do you? Do you actually think you will reign over us? And they hated him. Soon Joseph had another dream. And again, he told his brothers about it. Listen, I had another dream, he said. The sun, the moon, and eleven stars bow low before me. This time he told the dream to his brothers, as well as to his, to his fathers, as well as to his brothers. So the first time he told only to, to his bro, bro, uh, brothers. But his father scolded him for that. What kind of dream is that, he asked. Will your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow to the ground before you? So Joseph was in truly in a bad situation. And I hear some pre-preacher says, well, don't share your dreams with wrong people and this and that. But if you're looking into this, this scenario, he was a kid. He was 16, 17 year old kid, maybe even 15. And he sees this dream, who he's going to go tell. I mean, is there anybody else that he's going to share that might listen to him and explain to him? I mean, if I would be 15, of course I would run to my brother and my father. And I think everything was, was accordingly the way, in, in the way God wanted to go. And so dad scolded him for it. Brothers hated him for it. And now, and now one day, Jacob or Israel, his father, asked Joseph to, and, and says, hey, go and check up on your brothers. Because usually they, they would take the flock and they would go into the fields. And as the flock finds grass, they would, they would actually go with them. And so Joseph goes on this couple of days journey and he couldn't find them. He finds, he found some other shepherds and he asked them, Hey, have you seen my brothers around? So they, they told him to go a certain direction. He finally finds his brothers. And before he comes to his brothers, they already planning actually on killing him. 
So first they put him in the hole in the ground and one of his brother, I think Reuben, tries to rescue him. But later there was a caravan of Ishmaelites, descendants of Ishmael, and they called them Midianites at the time. And as they were going to Egypt, that they were traders, they were tra trading all kinds of goods. And as they were um, passing them, the brothers decided to sell him to those Ishmaelites. And so they, uh, they sold him into Egypt, into slavery as one of the slaves. And then later on, they, they cover his death by killing a goat, spilling, taking one of his robes that father made him, spilling a blood over that coat and covered his death, coming to his father and saying, hey, by the way, uh, your son, we never saw your son. If you send him over here, this is the only thing we found is, is his cloak or his, his, his uh, clothes. Now, now, meanwhile, Joseph is going to Egypt, and when he went to Egypt, he was sold to Potiphar, an official to Pharaoh. In Genesis 39, it says this, When Joseph was taken to Egypt by Ishmaelites, traders, he was purchased by Potiphar, an Egyptian officer. Potiphar was captain of the guard of the Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. Now, the Lord was with Joseph. During all this time, he never... He never doubted that God abandoned him or left him. Here's why. And, and continue re reading in third, chapter 39. The Lord was with Joseph. So he succeeded in everything he did. And he served in the home of his Egyptian master, Potiphar. Notice that this and realized that Lord was with Joseph, Joseph, giving him success in everything he did. This pleased Potiphar, so he soon made Joseph his personal attendant. He put him in charge of his entire household and everything he owned. So now Joseph is a slave. He is sold to someone else's house. He has a master over him. But yet God was with him. That means he never abandoned God. He knew who he was. He knew who he came from. And he always believed the true God. And because, because of that, God was with him. And because of that, Potiphar actually saw Joseph. And, and here's the cool thing. Potiphar did not see that Joseph did good things or he's a great kid. But Potiphar noticed that and realized that Lord was with Joseph. An Egyptian that, that doesn't believe God realized that there is something different about that kid. That God is with him. He's giving him, he's blessing him in every area that he is. Now Potiphar's wife also noticed Joseph and she wanted to sleep with him. She wanted to seduce him. And uh, same chapter 39 and Potiphar's wife soon began to look at him, Joseph, lustfully. Come and sleep with me, she demanded. But Joseph refused Look, he told her, my master trusts me with everything in his entire household. One day, however, no one else was around when he went in to do his work. When no one's around, trouble comes. She, Potiphar's wife, came, grabbed him by his cloak, demanding, come on, sleep with me. Joseph tore himself away, but he left his cloak in her hand and as he ran from the house. So, so two things I, wanna, I wanted to kind of mention here. 
he didn't fight it, he ran. When, when any lust comes in, when anything comes in, when, when, it, when it comes to lust, run from it. That's exactly what he did. He left his clo cloak in her hands. And so now when she realized that she was holding his cloak, he went to, she went to her husband, Potiphar, and, and, and told him that, hey, Joseph tried to rape me. So Potiphar immediately took Joseph and threw him in jail. And so now his brother sold him to slavery, wanted to kill him, sold him to Ishmaelites traders. Now he sold to Potiphar's uh, officer, Pharaoh's officer, serves him for about a year. And then this happens again, falsely accused, he goes to jail. But now even in jail, he is not giving up trusting God. He is successful in jail. And Bible says, but the Lord was with Joseph in prison and showed him faithful love. And the Lord made Joseph favor, favorite with the prison warden. Before long, the warden put Joseph in charge of all the prison and over everything that happened in the prison. See, God can open opportunity in any area of your life, whether you in jail, out of jail, serving somewhere, doing work, God can give you opportunity. And not only that, that warden put him in charge of jail, now God gives him an opportunity to do something else. So sometimes later, Pharaoh, chief bearer and chief baker, offended the royal master. And Pharaoh became angry with these two officials and he put them in the prison where Joseph was in the palace of the captain of the guard. Genesis 4, 40 says. So, and in, and in jail, actually Joseph cares for people. He, here's what it says. When they were in jail, the, the chief cupbearer and the, the chief baker, while they were in prison, Pharaoh Pharaoh's cupbearer and baker each had a dream one night and each dream had its own meaning. When Joseph saw them next morning, notice this, he noticed that they, were look, they, they looked upset. Why do you look so worried today? He asked them. So in jail, they're, they're sitting in jail. They're, they're already, I mean, I should be upset. You should be upset every day. You, you're already in jail. But Joseph cares for people in jail. He came and, hey, why, why do you look so worried? They replied, we both had a dream last night, but no one can tell us what they mean. Interpreting dreams is God's business, Joseph replied. So go ahead and tell me the dreams. Chief and chief cupbearer and the baker tells Joseph his dreams. And after praying and after talking to God, because see, he said, hey, every dream is God's business. Let me ask God and he'll, and he'll interpret it for you. Joseph interprets those dreams and, and, and to the cupbearer, he says, in three days, you will be restored to be a cupbearer to, to Pharaoh. And, but, but the chief baker, he said, in three days, you, you will die. And exactly how Joseph said and interpreted those, those dreams, exactly it happened in the way that he said it. So now chief cupbearer was restored to, to, to Pharaoh. And for two years, now two years go, gone by and he forgets Joseph. Before cupbearer was released, Joseph said, hey, remember me. Tell, tell something to Pharaoh or hey, tell something to your officials that I'm here and I'm accused falsely. But for two years go by and he forgets Joseph. Joseph's still in jail. Now, now, after two years, finally, Pharaoh has a dream. 
And, uh, and I don't have time to, to, to talk about details of all those, those, those dreams, but uh, he had two dreams and he sees two healthy cows and two very unhealthy and skinny cows. He sees, I'm sorry, not two, seven. Seven healthy cows and seven unhealthy. He sees seven heads of grain that was really healthy and seven not so healthy. And Chief Cupbearer, when he finally uh, found out that, that Pharaoh is, is, had a dream and he want, he's seeking to interpret those dreams, he's, he's kind of like, hey, man, I, I want to know why, the, why I've seen the same identical dreams from a different side. Now he remembers Joseph. And, and he comes to Pharaoh and said, hey, there is a Hebrew boy in jail that when we had dreams... Joseph interpreted those dreams, and those dreams came exactly became reality exactly in the same way he interprets. So Pharaoh now calls for Joseph. Joseph prays about those dreams, come back to Pharaoh, and he says, listen, in seven years, there is going to be seven years of health. Everything is going to be, the crops will be healthy. You will have abundance. But after seven years, there's going to be seven years of famine. So he said, put somebody in charge that the first seven years, they would gather all the abundance. They would store it and prepare for the seven years of famine. In that moment, Pharaoh puts him in charge of all the Egypt. Now he was in jail for quite some time. And, and now Joseph uh, becomes from from being in jail to being in charge of the whole Egypt. Now, as years go go by, he has stored all the grain in, and it says he stored so much grain that they couldn't weigh it nor count it. They've had the whole Egyptian was was an abu- There was a, there was more abundance that they could handle. They had to they had to put more uh, build more storages for the grain. And finally, when famine came, Jacob, Joseph's father, realized that there is grain in Egypt. And he sends brothers to go buy some grain. And as brothers go, they get them some silver. They go to buy, uh, to buy the grain, to buy food. Joseph was there. And they didn't realize that he was Joseph, but Joseph realized that, that, that those were his brothers. Those were his bro- brothers that actually sold him into, into slavery. And here's the thing. You're a ru- ruler. You can kill him on the spot. You can put him in jail. You can do whatever you want. He doesn't do anything, anything like that. He actually sells them the grain. They go back to the father. They come back again to buy some more. Eventually, Joseph, Joseph comes out and reveals himself and he says, hey, I am your brother. And, and here's what Joseph said. In that moment when he, when he revealed himself to his bro- brothers, he said this, I am Joseph. Is my father still living? But his brothers were not able to answer him because they were terrified at his presence. Then Joseph said to the bro- brothers, come close to me. When they had done so, He said, I am your brother, Joseph, the one you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed and do not be angry with yourselves for selling me here because it was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. He recognized that all this trouble and everything that that happened to him, it was God. It was God that did it. For two years now, there has been famine in the land. And for the next five years, there will be no plowing and reaping. 
But God sent me ahead of you to preserve for you a remnant on earth to save your lives by, by a great deliverance. So then it was, it was not you who sent me here, but God. He made me a father to Pharaoh, Lord of his entire household and the ruler of all the Egypt. Egypt. Now hurry back to my father and say to him, this is what your son Joseph said. God has made me the Lord over, over all the Egypt. Now, let me tell you a little bit of time before, before I want to get to, uh, to tell you uh, what I want to tell you with the story. Joseph was about, uh, he was about 16, 17 year old when, uh, when he saw those dreams. And, and he told to his fathers and fathers scolded him and brothers hated him. Joseph was about 18 years to 20 years of age when when uh, when he was uh, sold to sold to slavery before he was 18 probably but when uh, Potiphar's wife was trying to seduce him he was about 18 20 years of age he had a self-control for those people that that are teens or in their 20s Joseph had a self-control that, that's not what I was going to say but I just well, let me throw that in now he was in jail he served Pharaoh for about uh, not Pharaoh he served uh, Potiphar for about a one year period and then he was in jail for about 12 years Joseph also was a type and shadow of Jesus. So deliverance from Jesus came at 33. So after, if you add all these numbers, he came out of jail and he was, and he was a deliverer to everyone. He became a, a second to Pharaoh when, when he was about 33. Now, here's what I want you to notice. When he was a boy, he could not interpret his dreams. He actually shared those dreams with his father and his brothers, but he couldn't interpret those dreams. He didn't know why he had those dreams. He didn't realize, he did not know what, what is the, the, the reason he's actually having those dreams. Now, he, but he never gave up on God. He never gave up, gave up on God. He cared for people even in jail. In struggle, God gave him a gift of interpreting dreams. In jail, he actually said, hey, this is a God's business. And let me tell, tell you what God's going to do. Now, now he, had, he had to practice, uh, he had to practice those, those dreams and interpretation of dreams on, the, on a cupbearer and, the, and, the, and on the uh, chief baker. And then finally, God opened the door of opportunity to, so he can open the dreams and, and interpret the dreams to Pharaoh. And because God was with Joseph's, his life, and, and he never gave, gave up, God was with him in every area of life. God was with him in jail. God with, was with him in, in, in Potiphar's house. God was with Joseph in every area of life. Now, God turned what enemy planned to harm Joseph into his destiny. Think about this. Enemy wanted to kill Joseph, sell him into slavery, put him in, 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 in to be miserable, but God turned all that into his destiny. Now, struggle in our life brings two things. And here's what I want to close with. Two things. Struggle brings only two things. Number one, you can believe a lie, lie while in struggle. You can believe a lie or you can keep trusting God in struggle. You can believe a lie that you're a loser. You can believe a lie that you're a failure, that you will never amount to anything, that you will never reach anything in life. You will always live this pathetic life and you can believe a lie and live out that life. 
or through struggles, if you continue trusting God, God can develop those gifts that are inside you. You will understand the gifts that God already put inside you. Through it, you can gain tremendous experience understanding to help others. And that's exactly what Joseph did. He, through the struggle, you can find wisdom and understanding how to live life. And God is up to God to open the doors of opportunity in, in every time, in each time of your of season and your life. You see, time always belonged to God. We want to pray for something and we want the answer in this time. We want it now. We want it tomorrow. But time always belonged to God. And when you, if you're in the valley, if you're going through struggle, don't look at time. Keep trusting God and God's going to be with you in the struggle and God's going to be with you and he's going to deliver you from that, from that struggle. You can believe, you can still believe a lie and keep on believing a lie that will destroy you and your life. Or you could keep trusting God in the middle, in the middle of any struggle or any disaster that came upon you. It was God who did this to Joseph. And Joseph himself realized it. Don't run from struggle. Let God speak to you in a struggle. Let God develop you in the struggle. Let God lead your life in the struggle and your life will bloom once again. Now, sometimes good God puts us in circumstances, in different circumstances to develop our character, our heart, our gifts. And he will develop all these things if you keep trusting God. You see, when we pray for knowledge or when we pray for patience, when we pray for understanding, maybe we pray to be a good father, to be a, to have, to be a good friend or to have friends. Maybe we pray for abundance, for blessing, for money. Does God answer this question, answer this question for, for yourself. Does God supernaturally reign from heaven of friends, money? Or God, or maybe God give supernatural patience to you or God give you an opportunity God give you opportunity to be a friend first to someone else. God give you opportunity to be patient. God give you opportunity to learn, to gain, gain understanding, to be a good father, to learn how to make money. See, it's always an opportunity. God opens doors to me. That's what I believe. Yes, there are supernatural things that God can heal you. God can rain his blessing from heaven. But most of the time, God puts us in certain scenarios of our life and opens the door of opportunity. The problem with us that when we're going through a hard time, we forget God. Sometimes we blame God. Sometimes we say it's everyone else's fault. And, 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 we're, not, and we're not trusting God to open the door of opportunity and to develop in us into the person that God always wanted us to be. It was God who brought Joseph and sold Joseph to slavery. It was God who did all these things, yet to only to bring deliverance to all the people of Israel and to make Joseph a story, a type and shadow of Jesus. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you, be gracious to you, turn his face towards you and give you peace. Remember the story and God bless you.